Today's the day of celebrating. We made this album in a bedroom at our house that we grew up in. So it's really like anything is possible. I honestly don't know how any artist of any age is doing it without a parent. Is that Million? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I know that feeling. I wish I knew it more. Welcome to Cord Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt. Hey, I'm Brian Brushwood. And most importantly, that is a documentary. Uh, was that the actual Billie Eilish or was that an impersonator? That, that was her. That would be a weird flex that would be a for, very... for a documentary to do. Playing the part of Billie Eilish <laughs> in this documentary. That is a clip from Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry, which is a, a documentary coming to Apple TV+. Plus. It's about uh, her recording uh, her debut album with her brother and then going and touring it and becoming a household name. Uh, that is coming to Apple TV February 26th. Nice. Which one is the bad guy? Uh, the brother, always. I can't wait to watch. Joining us, of course, uh, why do I say of course? Because we already knew, but now we're going to tell you. Meryl Barr is back on the show. Welcome, Meryl. First time of 2021. Been yeah. a minute. Did I mention oh, he's right. my brother? Dun, dun, dun. He's the bad dun, one. Dun, dun, dun. Me. So does that mean, wait, does that mean I have he's like a, a blood stake to the puppy gun. or no? Uh, you know what? He's not my brother. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Hands off my puppy. It was a very short-lived arc. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of short-lived, uh, that plays into our primary target. Because this might be the last year we cover award shows in quite this way. Uh, if you if you recall, going all the way back to the frame rate days, we've gone from Netflix got a nomination to Netflix got a lot of nominations to Netflix won. Lots of services got nominations to streaming services pretty much dominating the awards. Uh, the Golden Globes may not be the most objective awards out there, but they're a fair weather vein of where the industry is at, especially because the Hollywood Foreign Press awards them to both television and movies in multiple categories, not just one best picture. There's two different categories for movie and TV. Netflix dominated the Golden Globe nominations announced last week with 22 film nominations and 20 TV nominations for a record-breaking 42 total nominations. Mank and The Crown each got six nominations to lead their respective categories. Uh, the rest of the streaming services did pretty well, too. Amazon had 10 nominations, seven for film, three for TV. Uh, HBO had seven TV nominations. HBO Max separately, specifically, had two nominations for HBO Max originals, separate from HBO. Uh, six noms for Hulu, five for Showtime. Apple got one film nomination and two TV. The two TV were for Ted Lasso. Golden Globes, of course, will air February 28th. Tina Fey will be hosting from New York City. Amy Poehler from L.A. They're doing a whole, like, really social distancing on in opposite sides of the continent. Uh, but, Brian, I mean, it's just awards and the fact that there are streaming services in here really has not is no longer a important part of this. I don't yeah, think. not not to make this just about ourselves, but like from the beginning, we've been an advocacy based uh, news program like we've had a position and a thing that we're hoping for and having achieved it. I, I, I think you're right. I think we need to stop like we did it when you think of premier top of the line uh, uh boutique incredible high quality programming you're probably thinking about a streaming or over-the-top service uh and 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 as such it's kind of not news anymore which is insane to me uh meryl does this come as any surprise to you no i i we're we're there it's 2021 we're it's you know these netflix has been doing original content now for over a decade officially the oh, has the cards started 2010 if i believe uh so we're past like that so you know it just it makes sense now the, i think the more interesting thing is how quickly all the other streamers are getting noms like hbo max getting a nom and they're not even in you know are they are they six months old at this point like they're well, but, but I mean, but, but, but they're really just HBO. I mean, depending on how you squint. Oh, are they? But, H but oh, the originals <laughs> that weren't from HBO getting a nomination, right? Yeah. yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. 
Like when I start seeing Peacock and Paramount Plus on that list next year, that's when we know we'll be in a whole new world. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm looking so at nominations by by distributor. It's Netflix, Amazon, Focus Features, Searchlight, Sony Pictures, Disney, Warner Brothers, Universal, Hulu, Neon Hulu. Like it, they're just mixed. It's just like somebody shuffled the deck. Yeah. Well. Well. So what does that mean in terms of everyday everyday cord killers? trying to decide how to think of all these service services like like have we just decided okay what was an alternative to the mainstream became mainstream and now it's premium mainstream and so now like i mean it's really weird like my mom has several times flirted with cutting the cord and then finally like mm -hmm. this very week she was like just tell me which service and so i, I looked up uh, what was it uh, supposed TV, I think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but we looked at, uh, like, what do you care about? Okay. You can get all these things. And it took all of like maybe 15 minutes for me to set up all three of their Roku based televisions and authenticate them through their Hulu stuff. And it was done. Uh, it was, it's shockingly easy to flip to a cord killing environment and you know, you're getting the best of breed performance on everything. Yeah. I, I, I think where we're at is for a while it was, can Netflix make shows as good as regular TV? Then it was, well, maybe Netflix can sometimes, but can these tech companies make shows as good as TV? Then it became, wait, can these streaming services that are separate from places like NBC and Disney's regular outlets make shows that are as, now it's, that's, question, that's the question that's done. We still haven't figured out what the payment model should be, what the bundling model should be, you know, how many of these services actually can survive in the marketplace because the marketplace keeps shifting as people like your mom, you know, move from cable uh, to going into the world of, of picking what they want to watch and, and just paying for that stuff. So a lot of that still has to shake out. But the quality of the television, that's to me, that's a settled question now. Like uh, it's varying quality, but you will get good things from whatever outlet you decide to put your money on. Oh, I mean, we're now entering, I mean, if you want to get into that conversation, we're now entering a world where streaming is officially like grown up to the point where, you know, the next big set of union actions are going to be happening over the residual models in streaming and the monies and the budgets in streaming, like, mm -hmm. and the, and the minimums, like this is the next fight because streaming is now at a place where it's it's big daddy like it's top dog and when you're top dog that means that people are going to come for your game and uh you know uh, i i'm on a certain side of the issue and you know we don't have to get much into that right now but it's just like uh that's way you know it is it's grown up it's official it's no longer the it's no longer the infant oh isn't that cute like no this is it's big business now like that's for certain so to go back to the navel gazing, like, do we continue to cover this or no? <laughs> I, I think we shift to covering award ceremonies based on the fact that we cover things to watch, right. which is like, Hey, like, if there's something that the cord killers audience has been excited about, we'll talk about like, Oh, that thing that we all were talking about, got an Oscar nomination or a golden won a golden globe, but we don't need to cover like, the idea that streaming got nominated that 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 angle is yeah. over now yeah dude it's pretty weird uh i remember for anybody who hadn't heard this metaphor before i remember when we first started this journey uh tom saying yeah it's a bit weird it's like we're doing ipad today years before the ipad has been invented but I think we'll be in a good spot down the road and here we are <laughs> hey uh we got an email here for you, Brian. Yes. Uh, it's from Steve. Yes. Steve wants to know, does it ever seem odd to you that Brian will often tell us about how he cares so little about money that he can't be bothered to stop his extra HBO subscription right before asking the listeners to send you guys money? It's made me question continuing my Patreon subscription. Okay. First of all, uh, let's not mistake my incompetence for a, 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 a <laughs> sassitude. Uh, that is for not wealth. the case. I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, I'm not saying I don't care about money. What I'm saying is that I am incompetent and I get pulled away to too many things. However, I will say that this email so challenged me that I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm on the case. I put on a, a, a detective hat. I grabbed a big old magnifying glass and I said, 
how am I paying for HBO? <laughs> and I searched around and I figured out that I was paying for HBO via apple.com. And I went and I was, and I, I Googled, how do I cancel HBO via Apple? And it said, you literally open up your settings and you look at all of the subscriptions that you have. And then you just say no to all of them. It was <laughs> shockingly simple. Also, I want to apologize right now to my children, to my wife, to everybody else who is collateral <laughs> damage in the great unsubscribing of 2021 because a lot of things got canceled. And I figured, much like we advise people at home, just cancel everything. And the moment you want it, get it back. So I canceled everything. And the moment somebody complains, they can have it back but I don't expect to hear anything anytime soon. The only thing I definitely kept was uh, the satellite tracker app because it tells me when the ISS flies over uh, overhead, which is really awesome. <laughs> and that's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally worth so it. So it's kind of like, it's kind of, Steve is kind of like the boss that came into your office and was like, well, wasting all this money on HBO, Brian, I guess we can cut your pay. And you're like, sorry, sir, I'll get right on that. Yes, exactly. And of course, you know, that's why you should pay us at patreon.com slash cord killers. It's where you keep us loud, live and independent. Just a buck an episode. That's all we ask for. If we bring you value with the news reviews and all the information on how to cut the cord and watch the stuff you want to watch, then why not kick us a dollar? We'll and, 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 and if you don't trust Brian with this money, that's fine. Bryce is very responsible, as is I have, a, I have a whole spreadsheet. It uses yeah. formulas. Do it for Bryce. Don't right? punish. <laughs> don't punish us for Brian's profligacy. Right. Also, I, I, I came correct, man. I did. I did the thing. I I, I saw the face of yeah, God. Yeah. That's right. You In did fact, it, Brian Steve. did a service for you, Steve. That's right. Brian did some work for you, Steve. So pony up. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Patreon.com/slash cord killers. No, Brian won't waste your money, and neither will we. Let's talk about how to watch. Uh, just one thing in the device category this week. Google is slow walking its Google TV interface and branding to certain partners, uh, but it has decided not to leave you Android TV users entirely behind. Google has updated Android TV to look a little more like Google TV. This is a very Google decision. Instead of just upgrading everyone to Google TV, they're like, no, 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 no. First, first we'll tweak Android TV. Uh, there are three new tabs on the Android TV home screen, home, discover, and apps. They show up at the top of the interface, replacing the list and tile layouts. Home will have your favorite apps and channels. Discover will show you personalized recommendations based on what it knows about you. Google seems to be keeping Android TV around on life support because it's a different version of Android. Google TV is based on Android 10, while Android TV is based on Android 9. Uh, slowly, manufacturers are shifting to Google TV. TCL and Sony announced at CES that their TVs will ship with Google TV this year, not Android TV. Uh, Google said itself, over time, all new retail devices on the Android TV OS will have the Google TV experience. Until then, we are bringing new features like personalized recommendations to the older version. I, I think it really is that that operating system shift where they're like, well, it's not easy to make everything. Maybe everything can't run Android 10. And we designed Google TV for Android 10. So for those who are, they're actually doing what they should do, which is for those devices that we can't get all the way up to Google TV, maybe we'll add some features. Also probably has to do with licensing and, and wanting to, to get people in the ecosystem for Google TV. I'm sure that's part of it too. Well, and from the branding perspective, um, I'm, I'm of two minds. On the one hand, I'm an, as annoyed as everybody else where it's like, why would you slow walk all of this stuff? It doesn't make sense. But I'm also a fan of um, confusing the customer as little as possible. So if somebody has an Android TV and they boot it up for years and years and years, they, they're not going to love suddenly, hey, you're on a new thing but they can be nudged to that experience a piece at a time where it's like you get a more Google TV like experience over time. And then one day the word Google is swapped for Android or Android is swapped for Google or whatever. Like I, I, I can understand it and I could be on board for that. And a likely scenario for some of those users is they 
can't support Google TV. They can't support Android 10. And so the other option would be to just never give them anything new. Cause like, well, you're on the old platform and you're just sit there wondering like, why is my platform never get any cool new features? At least now they're given, bringing some of those features over. Now is this, so t I always, I always associate TCL with Roku. So they do more than just Roku. They partner with a bunch of different smart TV uh, people. And Roku then is on more than just uh, TCL. Uh, TCL also does Android TV on, or did now they do Google TV on some of their sets. I also find it interesting that the layout that Bryce had up on screen, uh, looks a lot like the Amazon app layout. Like that looks exactly. Yeah, it's the yeah, new thing. They, they're all getting pretty close to the same sort of, you know, it, it turns out that there's one best way to design a bicycle is I think we're, where we're kind of finally, you know, circling in on that. Also Amazon fire TV based on Android as well. Although the interface is entirely Amazon's development. So they wouldn't need to look the same, but yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder Apple TV is the one that is the most different from the others. Now, even Roku, is starting to look a little bit more like Fire TV and a little bit more. So, ah, I'll be curious to see. I mean, Apple, though, they they love to do it very... They love to be different. They think different, not differently. I, I know, Tom, that you tend to be pretty good about keeping viewing everything from a distance and just sort of uh, uh, reporting the facts as they are. But as a consumer, do you have a hot take on whether or not you would like them to move any faster? Because, yes, it is definitely conspicuous i'm not even going to say weird i'm going to say it's conspicuous that they're slow walking this change but but from a branding side i understand why but from a consumer side does that does that i don't know move your guts one way or the other no i i think what they realize is the market's just going to get bigger for them at least they hope uh and so you know if they do this right in a year well, even if only the newest devices have Google TV, the majority of their audience will have Google TV. Uh, and so they're trying to walk that that fine line between uh, forcing people into an update that's confusing or doesn't work as well, uh, leaving people behind, and while knowing that really the, those would just be a minority of our audience in the future anyway. Right. All right, let's talk about what to watch in Under Surveillance. Viacom CBS will be streaming the premiere episodes of The Equalizer and Clarice on Pluto TV following their premieres on broadcast. So it's already happening. The Equalizer debuted uh, after the Super Bowl and Clarice arrives February 11th. The episodes will also show in front of the paywall on Amazon Prime Video, as well as on the CBS YouTube channel. Both shows were advertised heavily uh, during the CBS broadcast of the Super Bowl, as was the upcoming name change of CBS All Access to Paramount Plus coming in March with no reference to CBS All Access. It was like it was a brand new thing to the point that my wife turned to me when we saw the first commercial for Paramount Plus and said, so we do we have to add that too? And I was like, no, we already have it. It's called CBS All Access. They just didn't tell anyone that. Yeah, well, it, it, we'll put a pin in the whole switching from CBS to the PP place. Um, but but the uh, as as far as these things uh, premiering live, so so this is a case where you don't have to have any of the services. You can just go in and see it free. Or... Yeah, right in front of the paywall. Just watch the first the premiere episode. The yeah, idea just get you hooked, so you'll want to go pay or watch it. I yeah. mean, the 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 thing that's most important to me from this is the talk about how they're going to put it on Pluto. Is that this is this is what Pluto's for? This is using Pluto as a way to build audience for the brand show. So like you know, and this is like beginning of that. It's like okay, so you're gonna throw the begin the premiere of Equalizer and Clarice on Pluto, and it's like I don't see a world. I don't see why there can't be a world where, uh, you know, there's a you know the 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 episodes because they are free anyway. Like Pluto becomes the here's where to watch it ne live next day for free because technically if it's on a free to air, what are you really losing by having it be available for free? And then when the season is over, throwing the entire back catalog into Paramount Plus. Now, by the way, yeah, the Paramount only thing Plus, you'll run into there are the local, the local affiliates will yeah, scream affiliates if you do that. Get mad. The, uh, the thing about Paramount Plus that uh, is really funny. Here's how bad that potentially the brand recognition rollout was yesterday secretly it was announced that's secretly but online there was news that actually they initiated a deal you can sign up for a year of 
Paramount Plus, either with or without ads, for 50% off. Nowhere was that in the advertising yesterday. It's just an online thing. It's like, how do you mess? How is that not like front and center? Hey, sign up right now. You'll get 50% off for the year. Uh, I To be honest, that makes a lot of sense because if you're going to spend a lot of money on a Super Bowl ad, you're going to you're going to want to be able to differentiate the people who buy because of the Super Bowl ad and the premium content from the people who are value conscious who want to take advantage mm. of a bargain. So in that regard, like yeah, that's exactly what you do is is you you say, "Hey, sign up for our content." And then however many people sign up and then to a separate group using a different channel, you say, "You seem value conscious. Would you like a coupon to get 50% off?" Yeah, okay, that Ryan does make sense to me, too. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, I think what's weirdest about this is that they already have a product. They didn't mention that. And the new name doesn't come till March. So, I mean, I'm not saying, well, you you shouldn't have advertised or you should have launched it now, yeah. change the name now. I, I get that those timelines don't line up exactly, but it was it is confusing so with the Super Bowl ads, I think what you were saying is they're going for brand awareness, right? It's not driving subscriptions, which the 50% off might have done. Uh, but I don't know. I don't. It's kind of a complicated bit of awareness, isn't it? Because the product the one, is there. The one thing I think that those ads did brilliantly is make it clear what IPs are under that label that you will get. So you're going to get. Star Trek, mm -hmm. you're going to get mm -hmm. SWAT, you're going to get SpongeBob, you're going to get Beavis and Butthead, you're going to get Comedy Central. Like they, they tried really hard to make it clear. It's like, hey, I know you think this is silly, but turns out, look at all these things that you actually love that are going to be here. That I think they did very well. Well, and uh, uh, not to tip too much, but, um, you know, we've, we've been talking uh, on Night Attack about like, uh, you know, in a world where Justin Robert Young lives in the same town as Brian, how might we capture the energy of a fresh launch without necessarily giving up uh, all the momentum that we built over the last five years? And, um, uh, you know, we're entertaining all kinds of crazy ideas. And to be honest, like the idea of just a, a slight name tweak and acting like it's a new thing when really it's the same old thing might be the best of both worlds. I don't know. Man, I can't wait for Night Attack Plus. It's going to be the best. <laughs> no, we're going to call it the PP Place. <laughs> we're going to get a cease That's and taken. desist. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be called Night Attack without the vowels, though, so spelled without the vowels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not attack all access. Uh, trailer aired for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, picking up after the events of Avengers Endgame. You get Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes chasing after the anarchist group Flag Smashers. Uh, Daniel Bruhl will be back as Baron Zemo, although put on his purple mask this time, unlike his appearance in Civil War. We also glimpse Emily Van Camp in the trailer as Pe Sharon Carter, Peggy's niece. Uh, we did not see Don Cheadle as War Machine, but he supposedly will make an appearance as well. Falcon and Winter Soldier coming to Disney Plus for a six-episode run. March 19th, Although they didn't have that in the commercial on the Super Bowl. Meryl, I owe you an apology, uh, but it's not for hating the first trailer. It's for <laughs> not stating hard enough how much I hated the first trailer, <laughs> which I can say because I really love the second trailer. They really put a lampshade on the differences between them, opening it up with kind of a therapy session and the question like, like setting the framework of why the, do the two of you hate each other made it so, suddenly it, it felt more Mr. and Mrs. Smith where it's like, oh, they do belong together, but I want to know why they're having a tough time. It changed everything. It was, I, I really think it made a big difference. When you start looking at this thing in the frame of a buddy cop movie, it all falls into place. This is going to be a buddy cop movie in the MCU. And the thing that I love about that is particularly the Captain America movies love to bring in grounded genres into so like winter soldier was a straight up spy thriller like and now this is going to be a buddy cop movie like i am so that this particular brand and like this is like i'm getting all the those winter soldier all the vibes i got off that first winter soldier trailer are what i'm getting here and winter soldier is arguably the best mc movie so it's like this is like I'm so pumped for this. Like I I I can't wait. And after you know the week we just had with Wandavision, I think that 
that Marvel television uh, train is going to keep rolling. It's going to, you know, we're going to get off WandaVision and roll right into this. And it's going to be glorious. Well, I, I will say that this trailer made me see what you saw in this project uh, in a way that the first one did not even get close to. Well, that staring contest at the end is really the seller, I think. Like, the second that you go back and realize, oh, okay, we're going to have some really good characters. Like, we're going to have really great sort of just these two butting heads all the time. Yeah, by the way, everything. mild blasphemy in a Disney Plus ad in the Super Bowl where it's like, Jesus, you two. Like, yeah. I was just like, well, we live in a new era, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. All right, uh, so we've rehabilitated Brian's appreciation for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What about M. Night Shyamalan? Uh, we got a Super Bowl trailer for old. It's about people finding a dead body on a beach and an implication that people are aging rapidly. Old is set to come to theaters July 23rd. Man, I don't know what to think with M. Night Shyamalan anymore because, like, I know he can make a good movie, but whenever you least expect it, it like that's the twist, and so I don't know if I should expect anything. <laughs> oh, we made a good movie twist, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a weird. It was a weird trailer, and I didn't know really what to make of it. I think rolling it out with that thirty second spot, or was it a minute thirty second spot, and not releasing a full mm -hmm. trailer was like I think that was the right call because you kind of don't know really what to do with it, and it's just you know the it's you know I will say. The modern M. Night Shyamalan has a better hit ratio than the uh, mid-2000s M. Night Shyamalan. He's, he's also like, willing to go back to original M. Night Shyamalan in that he's willing to hold more cards closer to his chest, you know? Yes. And, and mm -hmm. so, so that makes mm -hmm. me tempted to not really judge it based on anything we've seen. Whatever we're being told... I don't believe any of it. Yeah, like there's like the like the premise is these people are aging rapidly on the beach, but that's not the twist. Like there's gonna be yeah, some right. big magical <clears throat> thing that reveals this. Yeah, I, I feel it, I, I, whenever we bring up M Night Shyamalan, and this is no disrespect uh, to the director, uh, I feel it's important to point out that Servant is created and written by Tony Bascal, not M Night Shyamalan. He Shyamalan's yeah. an executive producer on it. But everybody always and, talks about it as if Shyamalan's doing Servant uh, in all these articles, and it's like, no, Pascal well, that's the, is the one and, making I mean, Servant amazing. That's the pay. That's that's what you get when you when you're that kind of name executive producer, right. and you. It's like JJ Abrams. Yeah, yeah, JJ, yeah. or now totally. and John Favreau's the new one. Like, although John Favreau is mm -hmm. doing Mandalorian, but like you know, as John Favreau gets more and more into shows like that, it's gonna start being like from executive producer John Favreau, and everyone's gonna think he's the showrunner. Well, the true fans of Super Bowl commercials don't wait around to see them during the game. They go watch them first thing in the morning Sunday on YouTube. Uh, the most watched commercial on YouTube was for the Amazon Echo featuring Michael B. Jordan as an anthropomorphized Amazon voice assistant. Uh, that was followed by Bruce Springsteen's Ode to America from Jeep. So we got a funny one and we got a serious one. And then number three, Timothy Chalamet and Winona Ryder's Edgar Scissorhands, which was a commercial for Cadillac. Uh, was a bit surprised by the Spru Bruce Springsteen, like the middle, like the the middle mm -hmm. is like, what's great? About, like, like I I would have thought the center, like being centered, is good, but being what do we say about the middle? We say you're stuck in the middle, or well, I don't know. Yeah, that was with you choice well, of the I, words right i assume he's trying to make it make a point about the middle class but uh, it's like oh you know what actually middle class middle america yeah, okay yeah, all right yeah. that, that tracks uh i will ABC say sitcom the middle uh i, I will say malcolm uh, in the middle malcolm. Uh, jimmy world song the middle uh i will say that the alexa ad had the 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 genius positioning of taking the vague the vaguest negative to uh, having an AI bot like in the bedroom with you and putting a spotlight on it and somehow making it charming. Uh, I thought that was mm -hmm. very astute because underneath all of that drama was the fact that, by the way, Alexa works very, very well and listens to you and does the things yeah. that you tell it to. By if that way, commercial has Jeff Bezos in the bathtub, it's an entirely different situation. Yeah. Right. The the other thing I hope for that this this commercial gives me hope for it's not going to happen though. So there was a report that Amazon was going to pick up uh, no uh, was it called no remorse uh, the new Michael G. Bourne mo movie where he's playing John Clark from the uh, from the from the Jack Ryan novels, uh, and so he's going to take over that role. 
And uh, and it was supposed to be released by Paramount. COVID happened. Amazon was reported to pick it up. That was over the summer. And it's like, boy, would I love it if they this was like accidentally a way to bring Michael B. Jordan into their Jack Ryan TV show universe and just make that a universe on Amazon. That would make me so happy. Fox Entertainment announced its first series under its broadcast network only deal with Dan Harmon. Uh, the untitled animated series will follow a family of humans, gods, and monsters in ancient Greece who try to run one of the world's first cities. Uh, Fox says they expect it to debut next year, 2022. That dude is crushing it. The this there's there's a lot happening at Fox right now that is fascinating. We find we right now in this moment, we have an independent broadcast network. And we haven't had that in a long time fox is not bound the fox broadcasting channel is not bound by major studios right now it's bound by the murdochs i just i just realized we traded cbs for fox over the past couple of years cbs was what fox is now had a few networks independent of a studio and then viacom went and gobbled it back up but in the meantime, Fox got spun out after the deal yes. of Disney acquiring the studio. And they and they have been there are there are a few things that aren't announced yet that I know about. Like there is a lot of interesting stuff going on over there because they are not bound right now. And they're they're trying a lot of weird things. They're signing de- deals with a lot of creators. Like the fact that they're bringing in Dan Harmon, that that makes complete sense. That's the right kind of choice for them right hmm. now. Keep an, in, keep an eye on that that upstart Fox network. All right, uh, a few other notes. The Lord of the Rings trilogy playing in IMAX theaters in the U.S. right now in 4K. Uh, if your theaters are open, you can see The Fellowship of the Ring right now. Two Towers and Return of the King coming February 12th. A new 30-second trailer for Fast 9, F9, Fast and Furious, came out during the Super Bowl touting in theaters soon. Mm-hmm. Right now it's expected in May, but... They kind of backed off committing to that. A uh, trailer not seen during the Super Bowl was for HBO's The Nevers. That one is out, though. Uh, the trailer show is from Joss Whedon, set in London in the 19th century, focusing on a group of women with supernatural powers trying to get by in the Victorian era. And Mattel announced it is working with rapper Lil Yachty on a movie based on the card game Uno. Lil Yachty will executive produce and star in the film, which will be set in the underground hip-hop world of Atlanta. Um. My urge to pre-mock the Uno movie is very high, uh, especially in a world where we've seen catastrophes like Battleship and so on. However, the nice thing about Uno is that it's a relatable card game that uh, that is a framework onto which you can project literally any story you want. Because we all remember playing Uno and, and the dynamics of the game the, the idea that one character could be all the way up and powerful and then the reverse switches everything or whatever, it's it's dumb or whatever, but but I think there could be real gravitas in an Uno-based movie. That's a real sentence that I said in the year 2021. This is my <laughs> buddy, was, Blue Reverso. I, I, okay, look, look, look I, I don't mock. Hey, I'm, I'm Druff. I know, I know a guy who uh, was, 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 pitched a pitched a Rubik's Cube movie because they were taking there was no open assignment and his pitch was okay all of the spaces take you to a new dimension and it's a big it was like a fantasy adventure movie in the Rubik's mm-hmm. Cube oh yeah like, okay. on, on the flip side uh, uh imagine the Queen's Gambit but about uh speed uh cubers right it, it's like like you could tell a good story about a dumb simple game but uh, so so whatever uh, the Queen's Gambit, but about Uno and rap culture. I'm in. The, I'm in. The only other thing I want to I want to hit in the stuff that we were talking about uh, or we just ran through was uh, uh, particularly about the F9 and the Nevers. We're in a new age where we're playing with or lack of playing with uh, uh, information given in, in in these ads. So on F9, it was in theater soon, which has I've never seen that before. That was a first. But then on the Nevers, did you notice what wasn't said in that trailer? From, I assume Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon from the yeah. creator, but like just nowhere to be found. No, I, 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 I'm not familiar enough with the the canceling question mark. I I don't know anything about that. So he, all you have to know is that he was released from his deal at age. He had a deal with Warner Brothers, like this overall deal, and then he was released from it, and then he left the Nevers for season two. So it's like he's not on the show anymore. So they're just kind of burying that. But it's just weird because this kind of show. To not put from the creator Buffy and Firefly smack dab first, like how, like, you know, when they did the first trailers for um, uh, 
the the Rapture show with Damon Lindelof. I'm suddenly forgetting the name. The leftovers. Of, yeah. The leftovers from the creator of Lost was all over uh, that those trailers. Yeah, so, but also he wasn't in the middle of you know right. <laughs> sexual firestorm. Yeah. So I yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's talk about what we've had our eyes on, uh, starting with our guest. Meryl, what have you been watching? All right, I got a quickie, and then, Brian, I have to have a moment. Um, quickie is a Flashpoint Canadian cop show. It's kind of like the Canadian SWAT. Very good. Never seen it. Enrico Contani leads a elite uh, uh, tactical team in Toronto uh, where they're, like, cross-trained to be in psychology and stuff. So it's like a, it's like they have heart and, like, they don't want to fire first. They don't want to shoot people. It's like that. That's all well and good. Watch it. If you've never seen it, it's all on Hulu. Brian. Brian. Uh, bring Bryce. We we got to we got to have a moment. Um the shield? Welcome, my friend. <laughs> you have finally joined us. Uh okay. Just to give you a context of where I am in the last season and like right before I signed on for this, Vic gave up his shield and 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 Shane tried to kill everyone. Oh, okay, and Jesus, this is not spoiler in time. And I'm sorry to talk like a Disney Plus promo, but, 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 but Meryl, time and place, my friend. It's like, oh my God, this show. It's, it's a very good show. It's so good that, that we should watch it week over week for multiple years. Oh, wait, that's exactly what we did on this show. <laughs> it, I, I watched I, this on Xbox. <laughs> the, the the thing I found. Oh, and by the way, I'm watching. And there was a new 4K transfer that they did, and that's what I'm watching this uh, with. Mm, nice. And it's, uh, so so like, so is it 16 by nine on everything? It's 16 nine. Sean, uh, Sean Ryan was in the room for the entire transfer, and he approved every everything on oh, it. That's so cool. it's completely creator approved. And uh, it is the the what what the thing I'm most struck by is the grittiness of the look because they shot it on 16 millimeter. Uh, and the the level of grain and the way it ca they captured light on this show, it's it, it was also uh, the first show that I really noticed the dance between the principal actors and the cameraman, like the cameraman as an actor who knew when to punch in on certain things and and to pan and and all of that stuff. Um, it, it it really is an extraordinary move uh, show and experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, what about you? Have you been rewatching The Shield? No, I <laughs> last night started rewatching Richard Donner's Superman One, and yeah. uh, it, I, I, I I only got halfway through it before I called it a night and went to bed. But it is forty five minutes before we see the Superman outfit and before we even see the city of Metropolis. It is extraordinary. The, the 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 depth and the the haziness and the dreamlike nature uh, of which this you know comic book was reimagined like I I am one of the few people who rather liked Man of Steel for its uh, alien immigrant story but man it's all present right here in in this 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 cartoony 1970s flick. Uh, I, 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 join me, won't you? Because I'm going to rewatch all those uh, Superman it, movies. It was the first of the superhero movies. When you talk about superhero movies now, and you know everybody talks about Marvel because they have done something insane with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But if people don't remember that before Superman, a superhero movie was was like a throwaway kitschy kids thing, right? And not to say that the Donner Superman isn't kitschy to our modern eyes, but this was the first like major motion picture attempt at a superhero movie and it worked. Well, and plus also they were a little bit coy in the marketing at the time. They were, they were like, you will believe a man can fly. That was their big tagline yeah, right. because they bothered to do things like not just have somebody lay on a green screen plank and and superimpose them over some B roll. Right, um, right. Yeah, man, it it really holds up, and that that score is amazing. And yeah, I I, I I'm enjoying it. Uh, well, I uh, watched uh, a Netflix suggestion, which I don't often do, to be honest. Uh, but they were pushing me to watch Space Sweepers uh, this weekend, and I did. And here's who it's for. If you love a space movie, if it's space movies in your wheelhouse, and you're like, put some ships flying around, I'm in. Uh, and if you're sort of in the mood for 
kind of a meaning of um oh shoot now i'm blanking on on the name of the uh uh, uh, of the the kind of the seventies uh, action space film that I'm trying to think of, uh, Star Galactica, with, Solar. No, babies. with the Johnny Cab, Johnny uh, Cab. Uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, that's not seventies. That's eighties. That's Total Recall. Total Total Recall, uh, and a little bit of um, oh crap, I'm totally blanking on the, on the analogy <laughs> that I had. Yeah. No. Dick Miller, Harry and everything in that time period. I mean, Dick Miller. Could anyway, uh, it's got a kitschy '80s. I shouldn't have said '70s. I should have said '80s. It's got a kitschy '80s feel, so it's got a humorous take. It's a it's a band of misfits uh, in salvage operations trying to take down a big tech mogul and save a little girl. Um, you know, it's not for everybody. A lot of people will watch it and roll their eyes. Uh, but if 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 you just want some space fun, uh, there you go. Space Sweepers on Netflix. And uh, okay, cool. Yeah. What should we be on the lookout for, Bryce? I was literally about to ask, like, on what service is that? And you said Netflix, and I had no move. So I just said, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) That was not me being dismissive, I promise. (laughs) Bryce, what should we be on the lookout for? Hey, we got a pick from Cliff. Cliff writes, if anyone is looking for something new to watch, this is a few years old, but they should give the show forever on CW Seed a shot. This is, is, by the way, not the Amazon Prime original uh, series that came out last year. Uh, This is about a medical examiner in New York City that is a little bit Sherlock and a little bit highlander it turns out he is 200 years old because of a freak accident when he was killed in the 1800s because of mysterious circumstances when he died back then he can no longer die now if he should die now he is immediately reincarnated and materializes uh, originally where he originally died in a body of water it's a little hokey but it doesn't have a lot to do with the plot of the show it just gives him some backstory to help him solve murders along with the nypd detective played by alana de la garza who is currently on the cbs show fbi uh the lead character played by Ian Griffith, uh, is the medical examiner, and he lives with Judd Hirsch, who runs an antique sh- an antique store. Uh, it turns out that the uh, examiner. Uh, adopted uh, Hirsch's character uh, when he was a young boy in the 1930s, and now uh, uh, Hirsch's is an older man, and uh, the, the the medical examiner is still uh, a, a, a younger a young man. Uh, the show has 22 episodes, and they solve murders in an interesting and entertaining manner. Uh, thank you, Cliff. Yeah, uh, those episodes are yes. on CW Seed, uh, which is an ad-supported streaming service from the CW. What's up, Mero? Uh, this was this was like the, the, when this came out, it was like a big deal because it was kind of like the attempt to pair something with Castle, which was I think like six seasons in at that point, mm. and ABC was looking for another like because this is back in the era when like Bones was like the biggest show, like but no one could stop talking about Bones on Fox. Everybody wanted a Bones, so ABC made Castle. ABC found success with Castle, so they were like, "Well, we want more Castle," so they came up with Forever. Which was like people. There was like there is a hardcore fan base for this show. I remember covering it. It was I never got a chance to see it, but the, it's the also fan base for it was a around. cool counterintuitive idea that will appeal to all four quadrants. Like if you're an old person, you get to say, "See, experience is a type of superpower," <laughs> you know. <laughs> and if you're young and beautiful, it's like, yeah, it'd be great to know everything that you know happened in the last two hundred years. The other oh, so you'll the- say uh, it's perfect for me then. Yes, an old, young, and beautiful person. There it is. Nailed the other it. thing That's... is, like, pro- the CWC has been taking on a ton of weird, like, archive shows. Like, if they get Fastlane, I'm never leaving my house. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, like they they take on a lot of these weird, like, weird, like, oh, did it last for one season and get canceled? We'll put it on. Sure, screw mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if they have apps for it, probably, but uh, cwc.com was the website, and it's ad-supported, so I don't even know that you need uh, an account for it. Uh, if you've got something we should be on the lookout for, email us, cordkillers at gmail.com. Thank you. Fifth Element. Fifth Element meets Total Recall was what I was trying to remember. Dude, earlier. the fifth, fifth element it, is love. Spoiler. Yeah, it's got got a lot of fifth element in Space Sweepers. So, yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, meanwhile, I would like to email with you. And so if you want me to email you about stuff, uh, then, uh, you know, just uh, send me your email address, freetomnewsletter.com. That's right. All right. Look, look, you... Tom, 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 look, I, I ain't here to, 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 to yuck on your yum or to tell you how to game or whatever, but it's like you got to come in with authority. You got to say, like, Yo, you love my writing. Right. My right. writing loves you. No, it's good. It's a good. It's a good, it's a good note. How about how about that email? All try right. to try it again. Three, two, one, and.
Oh, hey, podcast listener, Tom here. You know, I know you love me. I love you too. Let's talk to each other. FreeTomNewsletter.com. Hells yeah, take us to the front lines. <laughs> front lines. Ah, speaking of the CW, we're used to thinking of it as a, a network that's CBS adjacent because, you know, CBS was uh, bringing Supergirl over to CW and the Arrowverse, uh, you know, all that stuff. But the CW is a 50-50 split between what is now Viacom CBS and AT&T's Warner Media. And it looks like the pendulum is swinging a bit more toward the W in the CW. Deadline reports the CW plans cross airings of Superman and Lois and Go Big Show with TNT and TBS is discussing co-financing some summer CW series that would premiere on HBO Max and then air on the CW the next day. Meryl, you pointed this out to me. This is sounds kind of big. Yeah, this is this is really like so. This is this makes sense, particularly the the part where they're going to focus on the summer, like big event shows that can air in the summer, which is usually a dead time for broadcast anyway. This gives the this gives the CW access to flashy shows and it gives HBO max access to the CW. The one thing CW has that no other network has is a rabid fan base. Like they, they, they are the last stand of like the, a, a, a linear network with a fan base that comes in for the network, regardless of what it's airing, they'll try anything on the network. So it's a chance to get that fan base into the HBO max uh, umbrella which shows that are really flashy and will look a little more uh, bigger than your standard CW show. And Nintendo was apparently working on a live action Zelda series with Netflix back in 2015, but then it got canceled because plans leaked. The info came from Adam Conover, who told the Surf Times that he was working on a Star Fox project that got canceled at the exact same time. Man. Sour grapes out of Nintendo there. Like uh, was, Nielsen's yeah, expanded numbers for December 28th through January 3rd ranked Netflix's Bridgerton number one in original TV with 2.648 billion minutes, followed by Cobra Kai, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and The Crown. Mandalorian was the only non-Netflix title in the top 10. Uh, Death to 2020 came in eighth, if anybody was wondering. And Disney Plus's Soul took the top movie spot. They now uh, separated uh, movie from TV in the Nielsen ratings. Uh, that was followed by Netflix's We Can Be Heroes. Did uh, Meryl, did you follow Cobra Kai all the way through season three? Oh, yes. And, and d does it hold up? Because I had heard yeah. middling reviews. No, it 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 holds up. The it season three starts a little slow, um, but by the time you get to the end of the season, it's like they have the most epic. Did you see season two, Brian? I I started it, but I have not finished it. All right, so season two ends on an amazing battle in high school, and then season three ups the ante on that. So, and you get a lot of like certain payoffs they've been setting up for a while go down in season three, and it's really worthwhile. And, of course, it's not the Super Bowl without at least one streaming service having issues. This year, the CBS All Access app suffered, a right, uh, suffered right around kickoff, supposedly restarting the app, fixed it. Uh, man, I would imagine that's not fun when you're having a... Wait, you know what's funny is I was about to talk about an imaginary house party, but if you're having a house party, you're a bad person, right? <laughs> I, uh, I'm not willing to say, uh, but yes, uh, it was very having a house party could be irresponsible depending on how you do it. Yeah, it was weird to type uh, also, in CBS.com and have it say it's not you can't get CBS.com right now. It's not loading. Well, at all, CBS, CBS all access uh, going down may have been fortuitous because they hadn't renamed it yet. So all those Paramount <laughs> Plus the, ads I will were say, like, yeah, yeah, no, this will all be fixed by March. We promise. For you know, as uh, bad as this looks, the one silver lining that it proves is there are a ton of people who will come to this app uh, for the sports. And so mm. every, you know, and so that's, that's a, that's a selling point for Paramount Plus is like, it turns out, no, people are willing to show up for this. They came out for the, the CBS app that everyone thought this, because remember, this is the first year that we've had a Super Bowl on CBS since CBS All Access launched. This was a real test case for like how many users do you actually have enough to crash your servers for the Super Bowl? Apparently, like that's a big deal. 
Speaking of sports, New Japan Pro Wrestling has a TV deal to show programming on the Roku channel in Canada, the UK, and the US. Uh, the weekly one-hour series kicks off February 11th, premiering every Thursday. Roku channel's also getting a library of older content as well. Oh, heck yeah. What do you say we check out some of them dispatches from the front? From the front? Yeah, those are the ones. Audie wrote in and said, hey, guys and Merrill, listening to you discuss the HBO subscriber numbers, I had this question. Do these numbers factor in someone like me who is in and out to subscribing to HBO Max? I haven't subscribed to it until December to watch Wonder Woman. I last subscribed a couple of months this past summer. I'm out for right now, but plan to re-up for March to see Justice League and Godzilla vs. Kong. I mean, the short answer is we can't possibly know because everybody is self-reporting all these numbers and everybody has a vested interest in making them look as good as possible. So if I were to guess, I would say all of them are lying to the best ability they can, which is to say every time you subscribed, you're being listed as a new subscriber. And whether you're on for one day or an entire month, they're going to count you as a monthly subscriber. But because everybody is cheating the exact same way, I assume that it all pretty much balances itself out. What do you say, Tom? Yeah. And people, you know, yes, they spin the numbers. Brian's not wrong. But also, they don't flat out lie or their investors can sue them. So these numbers have to be based in some kind of accuracy. Uh, and if you subscribe, you count as a subscriber that month. If you unsubscribe, you no longer count in the next month. So this kind of churn is reflected in these numbers. But the fact of the matter is most people don't do that. The whole reason subscriptions work is most people don't go to the trouble to unsubscribe and resubscribe like Audi does. Uh, and so that kind of churn rarely even has a material effect However, on these weirdly, kinds of numbers. I, I, they either go up because they're getting subscribers or they're going down because everybody's leaving. Audi, That's more often what you see. Audi's behavior being double counted may offset the number of people who are what? watching over their dad's shoulder or what have you. Or I don't know that he gets account. double counted is what I'm saying. He gets counted for the month he's in. He doesn't get counted for the month he's not in. Correct. But <laughs> uh, uh, he would get double counted for being a multiple new subscriber. Uh, uh, or, or, or picked up subscriptions or whatever. We don't necessarily yeah, but again, know I don't that. think the numbers are, I don't think the numbers are large enough that that makes a material difference. Yeah. Honestly, uh, Norm writes I mean, in if saying, they keep going up and up and up, right. Yeah. yeah. Norm writes in saying, Oh dear Lord, I don't care about DC Zack Snyder, but you guys going on and on about it was so funny. You guys make the totally uninteresting to me, totally engaging. Thank you very much, Norm. We appreciate it. Patreon. Honestly, that's one of the best compliments we could get. Yeah. Slash cord killers. Yeah. Cord killers at gmail.com. If you have something you want to say that uh, says that we're nice or not nice. Release the diamond I mean, mostly. Cut. Yeah. Mostly what Norm writes. That's what we want to hear. Our website is cordkillers.com. Uh, but before we go, we must find out where you can get more Merrill Bar. Merrill, where should people go? Uh, Twitter.com slash Merrill Bar. M-E-R-R-I-L-L-B-A-R-R is where you can keep up with all my goings on. Our website is courtkillers.com. Our email address is courtkillers at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash night attack and diamondclub.tv Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you later. Hey, Tom Merritt. Yes, Brian Brushwood. Know who I love even more than my own children? Your other children? No, not my wife. I know what you're saying. I love our $5 patrons. These are the people that keep us alive and independent. Thank you so much, $5 patrons. You know what? I love them more than not life itself, because then I'd be dead and I couldn't appreciate them, but really, really, really close. And I'm so thankful that they are here to make this show happen. Thank you so much to all of our $5 a month patrons. You guys are wizards. You're champions. Thank you, everyone. You're heroes. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>